Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Ah, there you are, traveler. The innkeeper is out, and it's none of your fucking business why, but I'm the innkeeper's uncle, and I... Unfortunately, he took the main book with him that we've been reading. So the conceit of the podcast, right, is that this innkeeper, he's reading from a book, right? He took the book. Don't worry, I've got other books. Come inside. Hang up your coat. Put your feet by the fire, and I shall bring you what you so desperately seek. Rude tales of magic. Uh, we open far from canon, unless I like what happens in the episode, and then it's quite close to canon indeed. All right, the camera zooms in on our heroes. It's night now, the anti-day, and uh, it's it's that that witching hour, uh, three in the morning, I think, when uh, when. They got a they got a fucking they got a wild hair up their ass to tell some scary stories around the campfire. The marshmallow golem they had just fought is uh it's dead. It's dead. They won. They defeated this thing. They're all uh they're passing little bits of its body around, uh making little s'mores. Friends, I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm friends, I'm, I'm afraid I I'm just not tired enough to fall asleep. Usually this is the time where I am knocked out, really getting my Z's, you know what I mean? But th- for, for some reason today, I just, I don't feel the kiss of Lady Nightmare. What shall I do to pass the time? Did you try counting sheep? Yes, but I, I can't get past 13. Something scares me about 13 sheep. Oh, we could tell, um, we could tell scary stories. Ooh. Although I don't actually know any except for things that you guys experienced with me. Oh. Maybe you could make one up, Alby. You want to make one up? Yes, Alby. If you don't know a scary story from experience, why not wrestle the imagination queen and let her... And, and, and in return for your deed, she should give you a story. Stir Fry, you are extremely ruled by queens, yes? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, Cordelia, I am. <laughs> Pass me some more mallow. Here you go. Maybe you could help each other. Do you guys know? Do you guys know like what an exquisite corpse is? Whoa! Uh, no. A hot dead guy? Yeah. Yeah, but it's more than oh. that. It's like, like maybe like maybe Stir Fry says the first line of a scary story, and then Albie says like I don't know the second line of a scary story, and we just sort of go from there. Yes, Albie. Uh, yeah, I would do that. Okay. Yes. All right. Okay. 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 So I'm looking at you. Okay. I'm looking at you. All right. I'm looking at you. Yeah. Zip. What? Okay. Never never mind. Never mind. Never mind. All right. Um, The tree was taller than most trees, though that was something uh, everyone liked. Um, In fact, it was the most popular tree in the forest. The fruits that would drop off the tree were not only delicious foods to those in need, but created a smell that masked more unpleasant odors that so often mar civilized collectives. 
Did I ever tell you guys about the ghosts that showed up at my birthday party? No. Tell no, that go story. For it. Wait. No, I want to... <laughs> Cordelia, I would love to hear about the ghosts that showed up at your birthday party. The audience's attention turns now to Cordelia. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So this is so when I was like, um, I don't know. So I come out of the forest. Uh, we guess I'm like 14, and then around 16 or 17, I'm wandering around town to town. Wait, right? you don't know exactly how old you are? No, I don't know how old I am. I mean, I think it's Albie's, close enough. Alvi's ear twitches. Okay, keep going. So anyway, a couple of years into civilization, and I realized that <laughs> if you wander into a town and you tell them it's your birthday, people get really excited. So I was just doing that a lot. So I, I aged a lot in one year. Um, and oh. I, I, cool. I was like showing up and so there's this one, there's this one town and it was very, um, if I say Edward Gorey, got it. Gothic. Yeah. It's very Gothic. Um, everything was in shadow all the time, even when it was daytime and everybody was like the creepy vibes, like wafting off of them. It was very cool. Uh, I did not feel welcome, but I also figured I would have a birthday party, right? So I, I show up, I wander into town on the main road. Were you dressed the same way you are now, or were you wearing, like, spooky clothes? Oh, let's see, back then, I think I was wearing, no, I just had, like, a, uh, I, so, well, these jeans used to be full jeans. So <laughs> what? <ones>. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the scary part. Oh, sorry. Yes. But how'd they lose their legs? <laughs> well, this is this is partially that story. Oh, cool. Okay, so we zoom now into uh, Cordelia's mind, and this whole sequence is, uh, it is free. It's free for us to do this. It's animated like an Edward Gorey uh, uh, book, which I can just say shit like that, and you just do it yourself as a listener. It's uh, Podcasting is the biggest racket in the fucking world. Uh, so we're now in this animated segment inside of, uh, of Cordelia's head, which Cordelia continues narrating. So, this extremely slender um strange and very tall woman approaches me yes mm-hmm. and i'm i'm next to a well uh on the outskirts of this little town um and she has a bucket so i feel like i know what's happening here she's going for water right yeah mm-hmm. and she says um hello oh right and i was like Hey, I'm Cordelia. Uh, it's my birthday. Classic. I figure yes. lead with it. I love this. Yeah. yeah. Right? So she was like, wonderful. And then she didn't fill up her bucket, but she turned and then she like uh, gestured with her hand, a sort of come hither gesture, and then walked well ahead of me about 10 paces for about a mile. That's, that's quite a hither. It was... We went... <laughs> Hither and thither, but not together. So mm. I, I followed her to this incredible mansion and truly like shadows pouring out of the windows, but very, very cool architecture. Then I go in to the mansion and there was a ghost there. Besides the the woman that you've described so terrifyingly? Yes. Yeah, so she, I think she was just weird or she was just uh, strange she was just a strange woman who was, she said, it's your birthday. I bet you'd like to come see this ghost about a mile away. Was the ghost here present? 
I'm not sure, although I did not leave with a ghost. Um, so this was the first of several ghosts, which made it a bit okay. of a surprise party, to be frank. Right? There we go. But I think they just always live there. Um, and it was like four sisters. And she looked exactly, the, the woman who brought me there looked exactly like all of them. So... I, 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 I'm I'm sorry, but but, but, but uh, these ghosts spooky and scary indeed. But, but 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 how did that change the length of your jeans? Oh yeah yeah yes good good. So thank you for thank you for telling me. I, I walked into the house and the four ghosts all just ripped off one part of my uh, <laughs> off of a limb of each of my jean um, pieces. Sutilons. So they ripped off the sleeves off of my jean jacket, my full jean jacket, and the the bottoms off of both of my jean legs. And then I said, no, thank you. And I ran out the door. Oh, man. Oh, wow. Goodness. Wait, so how many fake birthday parties have you had? I think uh, that year I did one about once a month. So it was probably like 12. So and you count those as Did you actual... count those as, yeah, like years of life? Yes, that's it's birthday to birthday, right? Oh, um, Alvi looks at Stir Fry. <laughs> she doesn't know what else to do. It's your line, so it's a tall tree and the fruits. No, okay, that's not <laughs> what I was. Okay, so that was a great story, Cordelia. Great story, Cordelia. Yeah, really good story. Thanks. I don't know. It was just at the time when I wandered into a place and then I uh, there were ghosts. So I'm not sure it was. It really counts as a story. That's exactly a story. Yeah? Yeah. Definitely. So you might be 11 years younger than you thought you were. Wait. No, I'm pretty sure not. Well, one thing we can all agree on, a voice from the woods uh, says that, that was a very good story indeed. And a fucked up little man with a face that sucks walks out from behind one of the trees, his shitty little fingers splayed as he says, hello, my name is Buttspread Steaks. Good evening. Hey, I'm Bello. Ah, good to know. Um, I hope that wasn't your marshmallow golem. It was. <gasps> oh. oh, dude, sorry. Well, Albie. we're eating it now. <laughs> Would you like Albie. some? I guess. Yes. It's a shame to let a, a beast such as that go to waste. You designed for one purpose to protect me. Bella reaches into the carcass and pulls out like a huge <laughs> handful of goopy marshmallow and sort of just like offers his hand to. This man with a face that sucks. Yeah, this guy opens his mouth and just puts his mouth around your hand and just, like, slowly pulls his hand off, and it's completely <laughs> clean. No marshmallow is left on your hand. Your hand is clean. It's, like, just, like, pulling a dish out of a dishwasher, just, like, sterilized. Alvy, uh, Alvy, like, shudders. Like, her body just, like, vibrates. He's going to, like, exercise, exorcist style, like, turn his head to you, Alvy, and say, Like what you see? <laughs> ah! <laughs> um, I... Would just I just remembered something and it made me shake. Ah, well, butt spread steaks puts a shitty little hand into his jeans. That's right, he's wearing relaxed fit jeans, and he pulls a sword out of his leg, and like the leg hole of the. It's not in his leg; it's in like the leg hole. And finally, he can bend his his little knee. And he pulls the sword out. It's got his name on it. And he shows you the sword. He says, that's right. I got a sword. 
and I'll kill you with it. But after hearing that excellent scary story, I've instead settled on a compromise. If each of you tell me one spine-tingling scary story that scares me to my very core, I'll let you live. Well, did, did, did Cordelia accomplish your, ta- uh, your task? Did her story scare you? Can we mark Cordelia off the list of spine-tingling girls? He points to his arm, and you see there's a sleeve on his arm. Points to his other arm, you see there's a sleeve on that arm. Points to his leg, there's a sleeve on that. Points to his other leg, there's a sleeve on that. Turns around, points to his tail, there's a sleeve on that. And he Ooh. says, does that answer your question? I'm terrified of sleeves being removed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh I also, That's... I didn't know you had a tail. You do! I didn't know you could sleeve a tail. I let mine roam free. Oh, yeah, Bella's got a tail. <laughs> Ooh, look at that. Scary. <laughs> Fucking dude. <laughs> okay. He points to Stir Fry and says, Shut up! You're next! <gasps> Me? Yes. You can do it, Stir Fry. Stir Fry, I think you should just try it without me. Are you Okay. You're right. I actually was the one who was really carrying the load on the tree story, and you, honestly, Albie, you could have picked it up the pace. But Stir Fry, Fry, you were actually kind of telling me a scary story the other day. What was it? It was about that, like, it was about that, like, doctor that built a man. (laughs) It was a cool night where the breeze feels like your bones are wind chimes. Um, and that sucks and hurts, and that's also scary because pain is bad, and pain play- paired with music, which is glorious, eh, that creates a contrast, and contrast is scary! Anyways. But spread stakes nods sagely, he agrees. <laughs> it doesn't hurt that bad when it happens, honestly. The there was a doctor in town. Everyone loved him because he always saved the day. Every child would come when they had nicked their knees while playing ball, and every adult had come when they had broken their leg from playing ball with the, with the knees that they had nicked from a child. Anyways, the doctor was a lonely man and often wished to have someone to share his uh, practice with. Not romantically, no. He just wanted someone who he could share a practice with. What's weird about that, says Stir Fry? Anyways, one night, this doctor named Doctor... He is looking at Bello now. Doctor... Uh, Doctor... Dreyfus. Doctor... Dreyfus, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dr. Dreyfus, thank you, Bello. Dr. Dreyfus, one day, while looking at um, a microorganism in his microscope, <laughs> thought, how strange that the cells that which make the body of creatures such as ourselves are sparked by the same electricity that flows through my toaster. His toaster is right next to him. And that's when this strange Dr. Dreyfus had an But Spread is going to take a step forward and say, if you want to take a breath and just, like, put your thoughts together, go go for it. There's no... That's okay. So inside of the toaster was now a cell, and he pressed down that toaster to toast the cell, of course. Wait, yes. like a, a cell, like a microscopic organism? Exacto mundo. You know the words to things which we all have learned in school. This is Cordelia. Now, out popped not a cell, but something more. The cell had grabbed the 
the hot heat of the toaster and built it and put it around it, uh, put it around itself like it was some cage, but a cage that could move. Slowly, the scientists watched as the cell took apart everything nearby. Table, chair, toaster, uh, lamp, and other Wait, things. Wait, are you saying that this was a cell? Like a, like a, like a microscopic cell that then just took the hot irons from the toaster and was um, destroying everything? Yes, thank you for the visual mind. I oh. have it not. I'm more into energy. I have a question. Does yes. that would it be toast or is it only bread when bread comes out of a toaster is toast? Because it that's seems actually, like toast well, is anything that comes out of a toaster. Wow, that's gonna derail me for a second because it's a very interesting <laughs> point. Um so I mean it's not Well if bread comes out of the toaster but the toaster was never turned on, I don't think it's toast then. So this oh, was you oh. on rails. This was on rails. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. You're oh. to be derailed. Yeah, I just I think I got it. All right, it's 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 if if it's if it's not bread before, it's not toast after. It's it, it's it's a it's, okay. it's like one and two. It's got, you got to have that one before you get to the two. You got to gotcha. have bread before you get to toast. Anyways, the cell brought these um, strange things around itself, creating a cell for itself. Except that cell could walk and talk and move. And the doctor Dreyfus called it a robot. So, the robot would walk around town saying, Hello, I love you. That's not an appropriate thing for a robot to say to people. Uh, and they were for, they quickly told the robot their piece. Everyone was mad for this cell, just telling everyone that they loved them. What a horrible thing. Don't you connect to the cell with the robotic form around it? Yes. yes. Yeah. I hope he's nodding. Hey, Tim. Well, yes? Can you make a charisma roll for me? Yeah, please. <laughs> Ooh, that's a... It's not good. It is... That's a 15. Uh, Albie, Albie kind of gently nudges Bellow and says, uh, performatively, <laughs> um, but, but the, 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 the monster does something, like, scary, right? Besides saying I love you to people? That's actually not what happens, for the doctor does something scary. The doctor what? comes to the robot and says, You tell everyone else you love them, but you have not said the same thing to me. I, who created you, by dropping you in the toaster. And the robot said, ah, You need love from me when you have given me life. That is not a arrangement I would like to be privy to. I want life on its own terms. Life for life's sake. Not to give you some uh, some puzzle, missing puzzle piece to your broken puzzle. If I, that's... Have a, I have a question real quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, how focused on De Bones be Fry when he's saying all this? Uh, yeah, he's... Are, are there any glances? Yeah, yeah, sure. Let's let's say he's making direct eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> Thrown into stark relief this moment. I don't, I, are you trying to hint that this has something to do with how I gave you speech? I don't need you to tell me that you love me. I, 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 
you don't you don't need, but you would like it. And, and the robot said, and the robot said, if that's what you need, then I'll never be a robot again. And the robot fell apart piece by piece. First the chair part, then the torch part, then the toaster part, which as we already said, was many little parts together. And then there was nothing but the cell. The doctor, Dr. Dreyfus, reached out to grab the cell, but it vanished in midair and only whispered, had you only let me love you the way you wanted to be loved, this wouldn't have happened. And which is actually sort of the opposite of what I said before. But we're going with it. And the doctor died. Wow. Hey, Sir wow. Fry. Sir Fry, what's your AC? Um, <laughs> my AC is 20. Uh, no, it's 15. 15? Sir Fry, the last thing you hear is, Hasta la vista, motherfucker! As he pulls a long broadsword out of his jeans. Finally, he can bend that leg. And he takes a swing, and he cuts you clean in half. (laughs) 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 Sir, Sir, are you okay? I (laughs) still... No. (laughs) Use your healing arts. Oh, Good idea. And Bellow's going to cast Healing Word on Stir Fry. Sure thing. Cool. I just did 65 damage to him. So. Yeah. So he's going to... I got a four, so he's going to he's gonna heal six damage. Okay, great. So I did... Let's just say he did 59 damage. Yeah. But that means I'm dead? Uh, I don't have the rule book with me, but yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm also going to cast Cure Wounds on Stir Fry. <laughs> Uh, Sir, I'm trying, I'm trying here. And also, Bello is, like, uncomfortably trying to reattach Stir Fry. Alby's helping him, like, hold Stir Fry together, like a little sandwich. Okay, so with Cure Wounds, Bello heals Stir Fry another eight hit points. Oh, good. Yeah. So you, like, you sort (laughs) of, like, prolong his suffering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm alive. Wait, I'm not alive. I'm dead, right? I'm still basically dying right now. I mean, if you're talking, you do, you're alive. But yeah, it's not. We don't have a lot of time. Can you do like saving throws, or or this is just like clean death? Oh, he's he's bleeding out. This is dying. <laughs> wait, hey, wait, hey, hey, Sturf, Sturf. Yeah, pal. Hey, buddy. Yeah, pal. Hey. Yeah. I think I think you're gonna fly soon, buddy. I hope so. Hey, have you tried putting marshmallows in the wounds? No. Have you tried putting marshmallows in the wound? <laughs> I want to try putting marshmallows in the wound. You, you really want me to try that right now? Might work. Just, I just, it's, it's... Bello put some marshmallow in the in stir fry's waist. Open, Open weight. Yeah, like... cool. It gets all sticky. <sighs> oh, is that helping, buddy? Always the chef. <sighs> Never the bride. Oh, sorry. No, I was just saying always the chef. Oh, my gosh. That's right. Let that be a lesson to all of you. No coasting on fucking insane charisma (laughs) shit. No, you tell me a real story. I want a real scary story. Oh. Bellow's going to draw his scimitar on this guy. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Wait, wait. (laughs) Before we attack, a a man with such a powerful sword must also have such a powerful Undoing sword in another pant leg, perhaps. Hmm? He pulls it out. Ah, <laughs> yes, I know yeah. the ways. He's got a glowing, it's the exact opposite of the other sword. 
which is like their sword around where you would. Yeah, there's like a negative space, <laughs> but it's just like a big block with a yeah, yeah. sword-shaped <laughs> hole in it. He pulls that out of his other pant leg and he goes, you play your cards right and your friend can come back to life. Okay. <gasps> oh my God. Cordelia's going to walk over to Stir Fry and say, uh, in the meantime, and she's going to put two coins on his eyes. <laughs> yeah, time freezes. <gasps> Cheddar is going to in- inhabit Butt Spread Steaks' his face, and he's going to sort of turn to you and go, whoa, weird one. <laughs> you- hey, take care of this one. He's um, he's really, he's a, I mean. We got a health inspector coming today. Could you not send a guy like this to my restaurant? <laughs> I, he might, oh shit, that's going to be rough, but I don't, look, he's, he needs a hamburger. Just give him a hamburger and give him someone to talk to and he'll be fine for a couple hours. Okay, fine, fine. And we cut down now to hell. Stir fry, <gasps> you're in hell. What's going, you're in a diner. What's going, like running around. What's going on? What's happening? Okay, pal, I just, I just, I, I want it, I want it rare, not medium rare. I want the burger rare and I want it with. Right, and mm. I'm a patron, so I, I don't know. I, I, you, it's pointless to say this to me. I'm smacking this patron across the face. <laughs> Sir, this is a wedgies! I'm smacking it. <laughs> I am overturning tables. I think because I'm hack! <laughs> a stir is overturning tables and screaming at this patron. I want a better from you and no one else! You, 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 you! Fine! And he rolls up his sleeves and he says, I'll do my best! All right, great. I'm pushing this guy into the kitchen. Knife behind his back. Come on, pal. Come on, pal. Come on. I'm turning over tables left and right. Oh, right. Okay, and we cut back now to uh, the world of the living. Actually, just to be safe, uh, Cordelia's going to pull the coins off of his eyes. Cool. <laughs> so if I get sucked into heaven. <laughs> uh, uh, so uh, uh, Butt Spread Steaks is going to look around and say, Who's next? Albie is sweating bullets. I'll go. <gasps> Bella, be careful. Don't worry, Albie. I got a scary story that'll leave you spooked. Bello's eyes are like searching in fear and terror. He has no ideas, but he says, Oh, um, uh, I could tell the one story about my mysterious correspondent. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah, tell that's that a great one. one. Yes, there was a yes. gnome involved. Well, I'll get to that. Okay, okay, sorry, I didn't mean to spoil it. <laughs> Come on, Cordelia. I'm sorry. Bella does not want help. <laughs> <laughs> he I was a boy. <laughs> no more than 16. And my parents had gone away on a big four vacation. Years ago. It was four yeah, years it was long it was long ago. I'll be your right. I, I, it was lost in a fog of the distant past until just now when I remembered it. But yes, my parents were away on a big vacation, and I was all by myself at home. Minding my own business, going about my days, doing bellow stuff. You get it. And then one day, a letter arrived in the box. Which box? Uh, the mailbox. Oh, okay. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> It could have been we, in any box, Bello. We we zoom into Bello's memory, and his mailbox at home is just labeled the box. <laughs> <laughs> it is also where we would get deliveries of apples. The apple box. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. Anyways, but this was not apples. This was a letter. Oh, right. And okay. 
The letter had no stamp. The letter had no return address. It was simply labeled Bellow. I was confused by this, but intrigued. So I, like, went around back and opened this letter. Was it money? No. Okay. No, it was, it was different than money. It was words on paper. <laughs> but not many words, for this letter only said, Do you like scary books? <gasps> what did you say? Well, I thought, should I respond? How do I respond? I don't know how to send this letter back to a person. But yeah. I figured if I just put my own letter in the box, well, maybe it would find its way. Mm. And again, which box? <laughs> the box. Right. Okay. So I, I, I sat down at my writing desk and I took out my stationery and I wrote down, yes. And then I sealed it up in an envelope and, and addressed it to the guy who mailed a letter to me. <laughs> and I put it in the box. The and and a few days later, another letter arrived. And I opened it up, and the letter said, "Which one is your favorite?" Like which book? So your your yeah. correspondence was received. Yeah, that seems yeah. highly unlikely. Suspicious. It was strange, Fred. Yeah, spooky even. I wrote back, "Nightmare on Elm Street." Whoa. The book? Yeah, the the classic book, Nightmare on Elm Street. And this went on for a while. <laughs> Each day a new letter arrived and this conversation progressed. And I kept feeling like this person was closer and closer and uh, seemed to be unrelenting in his questions about all the classic scary books. He seemed to know all their tropes. And then finally, he said, look outside. <gasps> Outside the box? Outside my house. Oh. At the box? Behind, out back. <laughs> was there a box out there? I don't know. Okay. But I've ne I, there was never a box out there, but there could have been. Oh my God. I never knew. Oh my Anyways, God. Anyways, there was another letter this time. So there was a box? No, what? Where was the letter? We're moving. In the box. Okay. Wait. A different letter. Let me tell it. Okay, okay, okay. But this letter was from my family. And it was my parents saying, hey, Bello, we're actually having a great time on this vacation. You should join. We met this cool gnome you'd like. <gasps> oh, that's the, that's the part I remember. Yeah. Yeah. So I walked right out the house and joined them on the vacation and never looked outside. Oh. Oh. Elby, Elby, like, throws herself in front of Bellow, between Bellow and uh, Buttspread. Buttspread Stakes looks at Bellow and says, wow, that was a good one. Thanks, dude. I would go so far as to call you the master of horror. <laughs> Well, you know, tieflings were demons, so we're like pretty connected with scary stuff. Sure, uh, this just yeah. uh, someone has taken their love of scary stories one step too far. <laughs> if only the tagline for Scream was more famous, that would that joke really would have <laughs> brought the house down. <laughs> sort of a bullshit tagline for a pretty famous movie. You may live. Hell yeah. Okay. And he points his sword at Stir Fry and says, And you may die! And he, he takes another hack at Stir Fry. Oh, oh, oh. I... We cut now to heaven. Okay, 
So you're trying to tell me that you can't, that the strings are just the same note they always are. You can't manipulate the strings no, to change no. the note. It's just it's, you get the, it's, it's. Well, each harp is its own chord, and it's an open chord, and it, it's beautiful in its own way. So there's different harps for different keys. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Then, then, then we, then we're square. I just, I was like, how is that even work? You know what I mean? Is it, I, I, how do you play a different song? I, how do you play a song that isn't in the key of C or C? This isn't a song place so much. This is uh, more of a vibe uh, kind of place. Okay, that, that makes sense. It makes sense. But yeah, see, see, that's because in hell, that's where the real songwriters are. You know, like you don't get them in heaven. Like if if you want to listen to good music, you gotta go to hell. No, I know it's it's widely accepted here that most interesting people don't end up here. Hmm. Wait, that that's funny because I always thought I was an interesting guy. Well, and we cut back to the uh, to the world of the living. And Cordelia's looking down at Sturfro's mutilated body, and she takes pity on him and puts coins back on his eyes. Uh, Trapdoor opens in heaven, and you sort of, if you don't, you don't see it, but if you were to look just west, you would see Sturfro's soul just <laughs> plummeting through the sky <laughs> down into the earth. <laughs> uh, Sturfro, you land in the kitchen, and this guy is, uh, he's cooking up a burger. I, I, I jump on his back and um and uh and blinds him with my eyes. All right, now do it by smell. I'm gonna teach you how to cook, baby. By smell? Yes. I'm a small learner. <laughs> Too late. Adapt. I had to. Fine, fine. And he takes a big whiff, and then we cut back to the world of the living. Could you stop? Uh, could you stop cutting our friend apart? He looks. Yeah, at you. Could, I'd like to second that. Unless you use I- the. The, the other sword. Yeah, use the, you could use the fixing one on him. I will use the fixing one on him if these next two scary stories scare my pants off. Oh, the pressure's high. That's what happened with me and the ghosts. But kind of. <laughs> no, it is, it is. Like a little bit. Well, your pants got taken off and that scared my pants off. Right? Gave me the whole idea for this. Yeah, uh, I'm feeling conflicted about that. Yeah. All right, two more, two more, two more. Who we got? Who's next? Um, well, I remember this is something that happened to me. I don't know if everyone else will find it scary, though. Um, tell it. I want Do it, do I a personal know. story. This is the Seinfeld writer's room. I want to hear the real stuff. Okay, so when I was a little kid, I shared a room with my twin sister Beatrix. Oh. And um and we um I always had a hard time falling asleep. Um so I would sit and I would lay in my bed and I would I would sort of have my eyes open and still be kind of awake. And um one night I saw Beatrix it looked like Beatrix, but like a ghost version of Beatrix, like on the wall in my room. And when I turned around, um, I still saw her sleeping in her bed. But then when I looked at the wall again, I saw this ghost Beatrix. And it would it scared me. And so I would run to my parents' room and I would sleep in there. But it kept happening. And then one night, I got out of my bed... And I walked over to Ghost Beatrix, and I tried, I, I tried talking to her, but I couldn't speak. When I when I, when my mouth moved, no words were coming out, and she would shake her head, 
and then I got scared and I ran away again. <sighs> but then the next night, I tried again, and this time I tried reaching out to her. And when I did, she grabbed my pants and ripped them right off me! There's a school of conversation, which is that to tell someone, you know, a, a dream or something from your own life is actually very boring. Let me disabuse you of that notion. This was horrifying. Bello gets in front of Albie and says, don't you lay a finger on her. <laughs> Wait, you really misread the situation. I am obviously I'm being loud, but I'm just a theatrical man. Oh, yeah, I, I go off energy a lot. Sure. Sometimes the words do not register, man. I am sorry. I imagine you and the now dead bird had a rich friendship for that reason. Yeah, you would. You actually, yeah. <laughs> um, at the mention of a theatrical man, Cordelia remembers Cheddar and is like, "Oh shit, uh, I really can't leave him down there." So she takes the coins off of Stir Fry's eyes. Okay, cool. Stir Fry flies up from hell, uh, back into heaven. A um, there is a a friendly low stakes uh, game of chess happening and Sir Fry explodes up out of the bottom of the clouds, <laughs> knocking the boards over, disqualifying both angels. <laughs> I'm never going to get that burger. What? This is heavy. There's probably good food up here. Hey, angels, what's a good thing to eat when you're new to the clouds? The, one of the angels turns to you angrily and says, I was just attempting the Peruvian gambit. <laughs> Peruvian gambit? That sounds secret. Let's tell me, teach me this game. Perhaps I shall improve myself by knowledge of a game that requires intelligence as much as wit, which I have in spades. Certainly. Now, the first thing, the most important piece, is called the queen. <gasps> yeah. Tell me about her. Can she do everything? Oh, buddy, there's nothing she can't do except move like a knight for some reason. <laughs> That's sort of, that, that's, that's, so I guess I'm sort of the night one. I can do things a little unusually, and the most powerful person can't do them, and that's why they like me. That's definitely one way to read chess. Most people don't read themselves into the pieces, but yeah, do you. <laughs> hey, baby, I'm not most people. Tell me more! Sure. What? And we cut down to the world of the living. But spread, uh, uh, he turns to you and says, And now, the skeleton. Yes, I shall tell you a story that will spook you down to your very last drop of blood, and you will use your sword of life on Stairfry, which is why I'm not having much more of an emotional reaction to this than one might expect. Sure, sure. I mean, the tone of the evening, it's, we're having fun, it's loose, a guy died, oh no, what are we going to do? But I got the sword, the anti-sword, or whatever the fuck this is. <laughs> of course. Anyway. I, um... and if he actually died, you'd have like a really big emotional reaction? I don't know what I would have. Yeah. Anyway, I am a learned huh. man who has seen many a thing. And I challenge any one of you to name a terrifying creature or phenomenon, and I shall tell you surely um, my own adventures encountering such. Well, Banshee. I've never met a Banshee, but I'd want to. Oh, of course. I remember when I first saw Banshee. All right, uh, but I warn you, Banshees don't creep me out much. So this will have to be a real good one. Ah, uh, 
I think this one will. I remember I encountered such a thing when I was a young man of 65 years old. I was... Good for you. Thank you. I was... Spry. I was spry. I was spry, but I was still an indoors man, generally, but... I decided to take that spring studying on the, along the Cape. And I was in a small town of Bishopsbury along the Cape. And there I took up in a, a quaint uh, three-story mini-mansion. And um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I decided to do some studying there on uh, the local fishes and their uh, abilities for their oils to be used in uh, various magical uh, tinctures and so on and so forth. Ooh, go on. Well, I don't need to go on about the specifics of the tinctures. I'm merely saying why I was there. One evening, I decided to take dinner at the local pub. And so I entered and... <laughs> No one thought anything of it. I don't look like this. I had all of my body, my, my skin, my flesh, my fats, my hair. And I was a very young 65. So I sat down and I ordered a steaky ale pie and a glass Ooh. of cabinet wine. And I couldn't help but overlook as I stuffed my face with the local delicacy that there were people who were weeping in the corner. Weeping in public, mind you. I was rather annoyed and I made a bit of a huff because they were <laughs> ruining my pie. And one of them noticed, I'm embarrassed to say, and said, Excuse me, rich boy, but we are mourning my friend here. And he gestured to quite an alive young man. And I said, What do you mean you're mourning this friend of yours? He looks to be quite alive at a very young uh, 30s or so. Why do you mourn him? They say, Ah, because he saw the banshee out on the moors last night. And I said, Oh, so he's gonna die very soon oh. because Wait, of... is that what happens when you see a banshee? Well, it might. That is certainly what these people believed. Okay. I, yes. That's why I said to them, That's not true at all. I don't believe this, you see. Oh, okay. <laughs> I said, you don't die from witnessing a banshee. It's, they've got their own problems. That's why they're out there wailing on the moors and such. You shouldn't be so superstitious, all of you. Oh, they didn't like to hear it. I was an outsider full of opinions that they didn't care for. And so they looked at me and they said, if you're not so scared of the banshee, and they sniggered a bit, why don't you go out on the moors and talk her out of killing our friend that we're currently in the midst of mourning? I said, fine, but I'd like to finish my supper. And so I sat down and I deliberately ate every last bit of that pie while looking at them. And how was that pie? How was the pie? It was unremarkable. <laughs> I, have oh. an, I have an interjection, which is I think uh, just let me finish my supper would be... Uh, DeBoseby's catchphrase if he was a catchphrase comedian. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I said, Let, Let me finish, finish my, my supper. supper. That's right. Oh, yeah. I'm DeBoseby. <laughs> <laughs> so 
I did. I finished the second air and I said, all right, point me in the direction of uh, the, the, the wailing banshee you're so afraid of. I'll go and I'll talk to her and I'll, uh, I'll sort this whole thing out. Also, mind you, they thought I was mad for doing this because by myself going out to see the thing, I would be dooming myself, wouldn't I? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. But here I am, perfectly fine. Now, you might oh. think this is, oh, oh no, I'm taking some of the dread out of the story, I suppose. But uh, I'm not, because I know the well, end. Wait, wait, I don't know how you became a skeleton. That's true. Anyway. So you know what I mean? Like, that's a big question mark for me. Oh, uh, that engaged. was. Engaged. Okay, good. Well, the thing Congratulations. Is- Congratulations. Oh, my God. I am. To my aunt. Oh, oh no. Oh. Be careful who you congratulate. Yeah, that was. <laughs> <laughs> well, my lesson. We should have examined our biases. Uh-huh. From the I depths don't. of death, there's a <laughs> and then fall away. Well, now that we have all uh, decided whether or not I survived this story, I walked out of the inn into the mist of the night, and I have to confess, it was at this point uh, some doubt crept into my mind. Was I so sure about the ba- about the banshee? About how it worked? I'd never actually studied one before. I've only just read the same books these yokels had. That if you see a banshee, then you will die. But that seemed silly, so I kept on going. I walked out, trudging into murkier and murkier, squishier grasses. I couldn't see ten feet in front of me. It was so foggy. And then I heard the wind whistle. But it wasn't the wind. It was a weeping woman, growing louder, with a cadence that could only be described as ethereal and soul-piercing. And then I gathered my courage about me and I said, Banshee, this is Sir Frederick de Bonesby. She didn't need to know I hadn't been knighted. (laughs) I wish to speak. Speak with you. Let us have words together. There is a matter of a terrified idiot in town who thinks you're going to kill him. (laughs) And then it was as though the mist itself took the form of a floating woman with hair 12 feet long in all directions, floating as though waves on the sea. She looked at me with black eyes tears strolling down her face rolling down her face strolling she said (laughs) I'm in no hurry I know I know right (laughs) the tears are walking right now I made a mistake Uh, he's a good sport he's a good sport all right all right it's it's fine it's fine and she said to me any who look upon me will die it is not my choice it is merely my nature and you are doomed now too Frederick de Bonesby. And I said, Oh, I wish it weren't so. And she said, Oh, well, you're actually the first person who's ever talked to me about it. So perhaps there's something we can work out. I said, Very well. Suppose I s- you spare this young man's life as well as my own. In exchange, perhaps, for a random one at some point in the future. She said, yeah, very interesting. 
but it could be someone very close to you, she said. I said, yes, I know. And she said, it wouldn't just be the one, it would have to be two. I said, yes, I understand that as well. But, for now, I live my life and enjoy it, knowing that someday you may come for me, or whomever might be close by. She said, oh, very well. Then that's how it will be. You will never know the moment I come for you. I said, can I have a clue? <laughs> she said, oh, all right. I do, I do rather like you being a person who will talk to me. I said, good. She said, the secret actually is that it will be a powerful duo that no one would ever suspect becoming undone. And when one is dead, I shall come for the other. I said, oh, that's rather terrifying. And then I jumped forward in the press. I said, this is pretty scary considering that uh, Stir Fry just got uh, offed here and now she's, you know, in the story threatening one of us, right? <laughs> this happened to me, by the way. He steps forward. He said, wait a second, wait a This is bullshit. I don't believe a word of this. I, first of all, I said I'm not very scared of banshees. And second of all, and a hole uh, just like sort of like is ripped open in his oh, chest ah! as a banshee's fingers pull, <gasps> pull him open from the other side. She looks through him and says, hello. Hey, you're the woman who <laughs> led me through that town. That's right, I am. I was in all of the stories. What? Were you writing me those letters? Yes, I was. Were you the ghost of my sister on the wall? Yes, I was. And I couldn't really pick a character out of the the other one's story. It was... Were you the toaster? Sure. Sure. Let's say I was the toaster. My goodness, Bansy, I really had to draw up that story to get, finally get you to figure out... I was coming from the moors. I'm sorry. I okay. was booking it here. Well, just in the nick of time, I was, I was going to ask you and invent an entire fourth act of that story. Sure. Oh no, yeah, that, thank you. I mean, did they, you were stretching. I appreciate well, it. I am so, you know, I have to say this, you know, the favor you did me years ago, you really just paid it off twice today. I have to thank you so much. You're very welcome. <laughs> now let's get this anti-sword on Star Fry already. Let Wait, me. Wait, I have a question. And sure. she, uh, Cordelia sort of, flows her arms around she's really excited she's never been a banshee and she like has some questions she didn't she thinks she hasn't met a banshee <laughs> no but, autographs know. please yes she had um <laughs> but she's throwing her arms around and she tosses the coins that she was holding that were on stir fry's eyes and then they land back on his eyes again <laughs> okay great stir fry flies through. he is just being uh explained and so the, in in heaven we cut to heaven and the angel saying now this is the the most important part lock this in if you want to understand chess right pawns are not very and then you get sucked down through the clouds <laughs> and you fall into hell <laughs> you land you. on this guy's back and he says I was doing it by scent really then it's finally time for me to try this burger and if it's good then I won't be mean to you for the rest of eternity <laughs> let's try it I'm gonna grab the burger and bring it to my big uh, make a roll for uh, a delicious meal. <laughs> it's an eight. Eight? Yeah. Yo, this guy fucked up. That's not very good. <laughs> this sucks. You should be disappointing yourself. I hate you, and I hate what you've become, and the reason you're in hell is because of this. You actually had a great life, and but, but, but you were destined to make this, and that is unforgivable. I'm grabbing your neck. I'm grabbing your neck. I'm throwing it onto the grill. I'm turning up the heat. 
Cordelia yeah. is talking to the Banshee, and she's like, so Ban- Banshee ghosts like jean sleeves? Is that what's happening? What? The Banshee, <laughs> you had, there were ghosts in your house, and they yes. all took one of my my jean sleeves. Do Banshee ghosts just like jean sleeves, or did you all just think I needed a makeover for like a, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, we just, you gotta let them breathe. We thought you needed a makeover. You you were dying in those sleeves. They weren't long enough anyway. Oh, yeah. No, I know. Nothing's long enough. You try being my height. But I am, believe me, I am extremely sympathetic to nothing being long enough. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, you get it. Fine. fucking nightmare. Banshee, when you sent me that last letter saying, look outside, what was out there? Well, uh, it was like your friend I had killed. Uh, what? Oh, yeah, oh, God, I was going to kill you. What? Yeah. Well, Bit of a spoiler for the first, like, five minutes of the movie, but then the re- it goes in a new direction, you know. Yeah, that's really a It's uh, also 20 years old. Open. You had time. You had time. I guess uh, I'm lucky I walked out the door and went on that vacation. Yep. Albie is going to try to get the sword out of uh, Butt Spread's pants. Yep. The anti-sword. Yep. We knew. <laughs> okay. Okay, good. yeah, you get the anti-sword. Okay, and she's going to try to cleave stir-fry right where he was cleaved. Sure thing. Uh, can you make an you attack to... roll? Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, do I, I don't know, do, I'm guessing I don't have proficiency with this thing, so it's just nine. You do. Nine. You whiff. You hit the ground. No. LB, yeah. let me help. Okay. And then Bello grabs the hilt of the sword. Are we grabbing it together? Yeah, we are. Oh, okay, like, like a golf club kind of thing? Like you're teaching her yeah. how to play golf? Yeah. I nice. love so I'm sort of standing, I'm standing nice. around her. Nice. I'm sort of embracing her. This oh my is God. great. The banshee says, <laughs> oh. Elvi <laughs> uh, does get a nosebleed and it is trickling onto Stirfry. And then Al- and Bello's head is sort of right behind Albie's head and he leans in and, oh in- and whispers into her ear and he says, okay. Now swing it at our dead friend Stir Fry. <laughs> okay, I gotta be able to roll with advantage after that, right? I never asked for these things. <laughs> no, you got it, yeah. Okay. Twelve? Nothing. Okay, wait, let me help. Let me help. And Cordelia, no, no. <laughs> I really no, tried. No, no, get back in here. So you okay, okay, okay. Okay, so I'm gonna go back behind Bello, who's behind Albie. And then we're all going to hold the anti-sword together. And I'm going to say, okay, on three. One, two, two, three. Three. And then we anti-cleave. That's <laughs> a four. What was that? A what? A, a four. four. The banshee turns to the camera. The banshee turns to the camera and says, oh, yeah, that's right. The sword only works if it's used by its correct owner. Who I oh, killed. No. Well, that's a wrap on Stir Fry, everyone. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Cordelia. Yeah. Yes. Throw some throw some coins on him and then as payment for the sword, and then you'll own it. Oh, sure. Oh. Swords um, some 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 coins on a butt spread. Banshee, do you want do you want to get out of that? Do you want to get out of the hole? In his torso. Oh, God, I've been in the hole the whole time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just let him drop. Oh, my God. Me and my habits. Yes. <laughs> she slinks out. 
Okay, so she's going to put coins on Buttspread's eyes, and then for the good measure, she's also going to just write her name on the sword as if that will help, like, really establish ownership. Sure. Okay, and then um, she's going to get back in position behind Bello. Is Debozy going to get in there? Elvis just going to oh, turn yeah, and go, no, you Debozy, yeah, help! Of course. You, oh, yeah, I know golf. If you're doing it golf style, I can help. Here, it's all in the hips. Oh, good. Okay, so... so Bello wriggles his hips. Oh, um, Cordelia backs her hips up to get out of it, but that presses her back into Devonsby. The banshee looks at you and says, this, this is hot or my hair is not 12 feet long. <laughs> One, two, three. Carly. Sorry, I dropped my dice. <laughs> That's an automatic one. 19! Yeah. yeah. The anti-sword hits stir-fry, and stir-fry glows. Brown? <laughs> I don't know. That's what happens. He, uh, he glows brown, and his body floats up into the air, and the two sides of him begin rotating around each other. Albie's screaming. The general plays as the, uh, <laughs> the top and bottom slowly fuse. They fuse back together. And the Banshee disappears. With a rush of wind, the Banshee d- disappears as Stirfry falls to the ground, alive. Stirfry! Stirfry, Stir. are you okay? Are you okay? Friends, what? What the fuck? There's a pawn do. What? What? What does a pawn do? Is this What's a, a pawn do? Is this a joke? What a does pawn- a pawn dies for the king. Then I guess I am like a pawn. I'm very important. <laughs> Bonjour, everyone. Have a fantastic night. That was Alan Fisher as Cordelia. Carly Minardo as Albira Dawn. Hi. Christopher Hastings as Frederick de Bonesby. Hello. Joseph Lepore as Bello. My signature appears on the screen. <laughs> Tim Platt as Stirfry. <laughs> Bonjour, everyone. Bradson Reese as everything and everyone else. He sounds nice. <laughs> Root Tales is usually produced by Taylor Moore at Fortunate Horse. And if this isn't an ad for him and what he <laughs> takes from the episodes, I don't know what would be. That was a headgum podcast.